Dive into real estate. What are you waiting for? Welcome to the Dive into Real Estate Investing for Newbies podcast, where you will learn some of the newest strategies and simple techniques to get into real estate investing. This podcast is about helping you take action and motivating you to dive into real estate for financial freedom. Now, your host, Cecil Rose. All right, guys, welcome to another episode of Dive Into Real Estate Investing for Newbies podcast. I have a very special guest. Consider him a friend, a brother, um, Reggie Webb with Property Webb. Um, his wife is usually with him. His uh, his his side partner or his you know business partner, Ladonna. Uh, but um, anyway, I, I was able to get Reggie on the podcast. And welcome to the podcast, Reg. Hey man, thanks for having me. And look, I apologize that it took so long for us to actually connect and get on. We should have done this uh, months ago, but it is good to finally get on. Yeah, man. Well, I know how it is, man. Life, business, family, and everything. So, but I'm glad to have you on today. And uh, me and Reg actually have uh, done uh, some business in the past together. Uh, I actually, um, you know, we keep in contact a lot with each other. Just keep ourselves pretty much uh, updated on what's going on in the market. And uh, as I said, Reg just has an extensive background. He done probably several flips, uh, some wholesaling. And uh, yeah, Reg, tell us a little bit how you got started, man, and and where are you located? I think you do some real estate in some multiple markets. Tell us how you got started. All right. So, um, my wife and I, LaDonna, as you mentioned, and um, unfortunately she couldn't be on the on the podcast today, but we are um, we still kind of consider ourselves new in the real estate business simply because we have um, we only have two, three, two and a half years of, of real estate experiences for us. Like, OK, this is what we do. Um, but um, we we kind of got started in the business um, with just picking up our first rental, which was a number of years ago. We bought a rental, I want to say in um, 2012, 2013, somewhere around that time, we bought a rental and we kind of just had that one rental for for a good little while before we um, we took off and started doing some other things. So that's kind of how we started getting into the real estate business. My wife was actually the one who was most interested in real estate. I'll be honest, I, I looked at it. I thought it, it probably had some potential, but I didn't see it the way that I see it now. Um, and so over time, you know, just reading uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, some of the same books that a lot of people read, right? Um, those things kind of changed my mindset a little bit on real estate. And I think what really exploded me into the real estate game was um, when the family started growing, we started having more kids and we needed to uh, expand our own housing. Um, I looked at the fact that there were houses that were just sitting on the foreclosed market and there was some opportunity for us to just buy something, put a little elbow grease into it and see what kind of uh, profit we would have on the backside of that when the, um, the, the value in that property rises or just the equity simply because we put some money into it and now it appraises for more than what we paid for. And so, um, once we did that, I, I was pretty much sold um, 
And, you know, just real quickly, like we, we purchased a home that we were going to live in for one hundred and eighteen thousand. Uh, I want to say we made a may have put 30 grand into that house. But uh, when we finally did sell, we, we cashed out sixty nine thousand. So, you know, when you make that kind of a move or that kind of profit on on real estate, then you pretty much sold that this this is the real deal. Right. Right. So, so that's kind of how we got started in, in the real estate game. So you still work kind of your corporate job, right? I know you yeah. kind of in the corporate arena. So you do this and real estate too, because there's a lot of people out there. Uh, they just, just up and quit their jobs and just think, hey man, I'm a joke yeah. in the real estate. What what's your what's your advice on that, man? People that that think like that. And I and I know that it's possible. They have some people that they I wouldn't even call it luck. They just they hustlers. They they get into it and they do it. But you got some people that just think, like you said, a sixty nine thousand. You didn't immediately just quit your job and say, "Well, right. I made sixty nine thousand. I'm gonna continue doing this." Like, what what mindset did that keep you more rooted and say, "Well, man, I'm gonna still continue what I'm doing and do the real estate too until I build up until I right. where I want it to be." Right. Well, one of the things too is. You know, real estate isn't the first thing that we've looked at as entrepreneurs. So um, we've done some other things before, and I've actually walked away from a job pursuing another uh, career or pursuing another business model. And, you know, things didn't work out. So a part of it can kind of be lessons learned, changes made. Right. So one of the things that I did learn from that experience, though, is that when, when you put your, you have to put yourself in a position to leave the job. And that's the philosophy that we're, we're operating on um, is we want to work and we want to build our real estate business so that it completely replaces our income. And then honestly goes over our current income from what we make on our W2 jobs and 1099 jobs. Cause we actually have both, but um, yeah, you know, the, whatever that monthly income is, I personally want to replace that passively before I leave my my, the, my career, which is in emergency management. I'm an emergency management project manager, consultant, uh, take on some consultant contracts. And um, and then LaDonna is a project manager also, but she's in the field of IT. And so, um, you know, we're blessed. We have what we consider to be a pretty good lifestyle. And when we w- walk away from those jobs, we don't want our lifestyle to decrease. So we don't want to have the the stresses and the struggles of, of how, how you're going to pay the bills, right? We, right. we want to make sure that we don't replace all of that income before we leave. Well, and that's the model for us. But I mean, to each his own, some folks are like, hey, man, I'm about to burn the bridge. I'm about to burn the boat. Right. It's right. no turning back from this, um, you know, from what I'm about to venture off into. Yeah. I think the great thing too, man, because when I, when I was working at the plant, I mean, you have W-2. So even if you're going... When I first brought my property, of course, I had a W-2, so I was yeah. able to, you know what I'm saying, get a mortgage or get financing. And, you know, that helps out a lot for a lot of yeah. people just having a W-2 and or if you need to borrow money or whatever. So versus you just trying to go self-employed and, and everything like that. So I really try to advise people um to go that route versus trying to jump out there and just, yeah. you know, it's one thing jumping out on faith. If God tell you to do something, it's just another thing where you still have to plan, you know what I'm saying? Right. And What's the plan? Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's, yeah. Cause I mean that, like you said, that W2, 
can be a lot for you getting your real estate business started. I mean, the I mean, it can affect the lending from that standpoint. Uh, what the lenders want to know how you're going to be able to back up this this monthly payment or um, and, and things of that nature. So it's a lot of reasons why you and not to mention insurance because now you're about to be an entrepreneur. So you know those benefits you have attached to that W two is is important also. So. Yeah, that's why we kind of focused on the model. We're going to work ourselves out of this job. That's 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 our model. Right, right. So tell me, so right now you're in Texas or yeah. you're in your, your properties or you're doing some, your rehab or most of your projects is in Louisiana. How how are you managing that? Like, um, how is that working for you? A lot of help. <laughs> so, um, you know, the um, the property web is is definitely a team. Um, we have a lot of people that we work with that um, we're blessed to, we can trust to take care of things for us. But at the same time, it requires um, a lot of highway time. We put a lot of miles on a vehicle back and forth from Houston to Baton Rouge. And I think for us, it's kind of been more of, uh, we started out doing real estate in Baton Rouge, so there's a comfort level there. Um, the second thing is, is um, we, again, we've built a network of contractors that we're familiar with, uh, real estate agents that we're familiar with, and and just so many different, um, you know, parts, moving parts within the real estate business that, uh, and not to mention our lender, um, which I should have been the first thing I said in that area. So it's kind of been a comfort thing, um, but. The next move is definitely to duplicate what we've been able to do in the Baton Rouge area, but also do it in Houston. And at the same time, with so many different um, uh, people that we're meeting and networking that we're doing, we we want our business to be able to be mobile uh, because I, I have some connections that's family and also business in other states. And those, those states have some markets that I definitely like to tap into also. So it's some partnerships that we're going to be doing real soon. We've already started having some conversations. So, so basically you making property web is, is a brand. Like you can take it, it and, yeah. and move it to different places. Um, let's talk a little bit about that. Cause I know we talk kind of outside of the uh, call about you uh, maybe mentoring some people uh, working it out where uh, they may find a deal, but they don't have the experience of running the numbers, knowing how to rehab. Like, is that something in the making you have, or is that something that you you working on? I have probably tested it, and now you're you're trying to just put everything in place. Yeah, so it's it's definitely something that we're um, working on. It's it's one of those things where it's kind of like we're in a pilot stage of uh, we've identified one potential partner and we're working on how to how to get that launched and so um and kind of just backtracking a little bit because what precedes that question is conversations that LaDonna and I have as it relates to the brand because you brought up the brand and, and you're absolutely right the property well we kind of see it the same way we see our logo where you see the web and you see all of the pin drops on the web, like that's how we want our business to be. We want to be able to have pins in a lot of different areas, a lot of different markets. But with that being said, one of, when people start looking into real estate, one of the things they find is that it's a wealth of education, right? Like everyone has a class, everyone um, has a, a coaching program. Yeah, coaching program. Like, And I just never kind of was one to really like look at our business and say, oh, I want to teach people how to do this. But 
once we started putting out our uh, our videos of us flipping properties, the natural progression is everyone and everyone wants to know like how how can they do it and wants information on how to do it. And so um, what we decided to do is, is is we could build relationships through just partnering with people and we basically hold their hand through their first project. And if we show you and teach you and allow you to work with us on everything that we're doing, but allow you to shoulder a lot of the leverage also, right? Because it's right. going to be a partnership where you're going to be financially invested as well. Then uh, if we come out on the back end of that um, with some success and you make 20 grand, let's just say for instance, and we made 20 grand, then you not only made money, but you learned a skill that you can kind of go forward and build your own property with. And, and that's kind of how I see it. It's like, we want to get to the point where we can transfer and uh, we'll have, you know, people that, are building their own property web, right? Right, right. So tell me this: what, what is, um, uh, what does that look like? Like starting from A to Z. Like, what, what type of list are you going after? Like for you to actually say, okay, uh, are you putting out a lot of, uh, doing a lot of acquisitions? We talked about foreclosures. That's kind of how me and right. you. Met. Um, I guess what is one of your best lists? Uh, that you you go well, at. you know it's it's funny you ask that question because that side of the real estate business we hadn't focused a whole lot of attention on and um i know we have to we're gonna that's an adjustment we're gonna have to make in our business but at the, the pace that we have been going at um the properties that we come across have pretty much all come to us now i've i've been able to uh, reach out to a couple people and get some wholesaling done um, where we basically are buying directly from the owner, but those those deals came directly through the marketing of our videos. Right. <laughs> to be honest, like the people seeing that, hey, these this couple flips houses in Baton Rouge, we want to sell our house. Let's see if they're interested in buying it. Right. So the marketing or the branding that we've done has paid off in that regard. But as far as like generating lists and things of that nature, we haven't done. We haven't done a lot of that. What we yeah, have right. done, though, to get property is just re like relationships with, with you. And, and we've we've done a lot of networking. Uh, I'm constantly on social media. I'm in a lot of the real estate groups. I know um, a lot of the wholesalers in the Baton Rouge area. So I'm, our email is constantly popping with new properties. And so right. as it relates to the partnership, uh, we're taking those wholesale deals and we're introducing those to the to the to the partner that we're working with and analyzing those deals as they come in because i look at real estate from the standpoint of like you're gonna have to find your niche like find what you do and i just don't think that wholesaling is gonna ever be like a huge area that we focus on right um but we put a lot of our attention into the the buying and flipping and the buying and, and holding or buying and bird and so that's what we'll be teaching um the couples or persons that we partner with that you know um this is the side that we deal with but there is definitely um a lot going on in the wholesale world though right so explain a little bit about the bird method i know it but some yeah. people who don't know uh, understand what the bird method is okay so um i guess the best way i could do it too is to kind of explain a deal that we we're we're wrapping up we're we're about to put a tenant in a in a property that we purchased under the Burr method. And so basically what Burr means is you buy 
you rehab, you refinance, you rent it out. Well, you buy, you rehab, you rent it out, and then you refinance, and then you repeat that cycle, right? And that's BRRR, B-R-R-R-R. And so um, what we did was we actually flipped a piece of property and got that property rented out, and we put a HELOC on it. So for those that don't know, that's a home equity line of credit. And we pulled, we pulled from that home equity line of credit and we bought a piece of property cash. So let's just use some general numbers. So we, we let's say we bought. Bought that property for 20, 20 grand, right? Another property's equity. Well, we take. Property. So let's say it take another. 15 or 20 grand to rehab the property. So now we're into that property for uh, $40,000. Well, at that point, then now it's time to get that property rented out. So once we get that property rented out, we own it free and clear and it has a 12 month lease on it. I can now go to my lender, take them the lease and say, I want to refinance this property, right? And when I refinance it, I can refinance it depending on the, the loan product that I choose. From, for anywhere from 75 to 85%. Now, that 75 or 85% won't be just the 40,000 that I have in it. It'll have the 40,000 I have in it plus whatever the, the overage is. And in this case, uh, let's say that property is worth 65, $75,000. You're probably going to be able to pull about 50 grand out of it. Right. So now that property has a mortgage on it, right? Because you've got it. On refinance, it has a tenant in it that's paying that mortgage, and you'll cash flow what you're getting in rent over that mortgage. So let's just assume it's about 300 bucks. So that property will cash flow us 300 bucks a month in passive income. And at the same time, I took my same 40 grand out of it and put it back into my home equity line of credit on the other property, and I pocketed 10 grand. Right, right. Man, that's that's a good way. That's a good method. And I wanted to explain that because, like you said, I, I believe with wholesaling, wholesaling, man, it's a job, man. It's it don't stop. The thing about wholesaling, yeah. it's it's not really passive income either. It you have to start over and over and over again. It's a good way to find properties. It's a real good way. I've found several good properties, but eventually it's it's a it's still a job but like you say it's a good thing too because you done built a network of people from your videos you out there um talking to certain people now they actually send you deals so that's a real good way to keep that deal flow coming in what what in your in your experience what has made a lot of these deals because i'm sure you get a lot of wholesale deal what is the biggest thing you would probably tell a wholesaler when they sending your deals, like would they like the difference you doing a rehab, yeah, and knowing what a rehab looks like and what it takes, but you got a wholesaler that's trying to send you a deal, and you be like, man, that ain't really no deal. This just, <laughs> right. just yeah, so, uh, I'll probably just say I'll be like, leave some meat on the bone, just right, <laughs> leave it. That's, that's leave what it I'm saying. Little, right, right. <laughs> leave us a little meat on the bone. No, I think. um I, I've been fortunate enough to work with some some pretty good wholesalers that um that know the business and and also flip and also burr. So um they kind of have a good understanding of 
what we're looking for in those deals. Like, but for for instance, some wholesalers, I, I don't know if they know or not, but some of them like if you're sending a deal to a real estate investor that's flipping or burned, the first thing that's like an elementary thing that they're going to do is they're going to apply the 70% rule. So if they apply the 70% rule, basically meaning that I'm going to look at what this property is worth once it's rehab, once it's complete, once it can get an appraisal on it, whatever that number is, I'm automatically going to take 70% off of that. And then now I got to take another, the, the, the amount of the rehab off, out of there. So whatever that number is, I'm not paying more than that, right? Like, right. it's just out right. the gate, 70 that 70% rule, I'm not paying more than that. So if you're sending out deals where it's not fitting in the 70% rule, or if you're sending it to flippers like myself, and it's not going to pay that flipper 20,000 all day, like, it's not, it's really not worth the time. It's not worth the energy that you're going to have to put in unless you're dealing with some uh, bigger investment companies that are more focused on volume than what they need to make on a per deal um, basis. So, uh, so I guess you kind of have to take what I'm saying in perspective to who you're working with. Um, but yeah, that's, it's, that's kind of some of the thing. And, um, but like I said, I kind of been fortunate to, to work with some pretty good wholesalers. And there's some good wholesalers in, in Baton Rouge. There's some people yes. that are doing really well. And right. uh, but then there are like there are also some folks that's just kind of trying to find their way in it. And I understand that too. But I'm always open to being verbal with them and just saying, hey, you know, this deal don't work for me because of X, Y, and Z. Right, right. Um so so after what is what is your what's what amount are you trying to is there a certain number that you're trying to make on each rehab um is it a number that you will say well i can't make no lower than this or yeah i need to be at this number on each rehab do you have a number yeah i have so the the calculator that i use to to evaluate my deals i haven't set on 20 grand if i'm not gonna see 20 grand on the deal then i'm not interested in it it's it the amount of time and energy it goes into a flip when we're talking about flips, then um, I, I don't, I don't, it's not worth the time. It, 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 there's not enough um, profit in it for the amount of uh, hours that we're going to put into that and the amount of conversations, the leverage that we're going to be paying on it. Um, especially when you're talking about um, dealing with private and hard money. Yeah. Well, let's talk about that. That'll be my last thing. Hard money uh, versus private money. Um, what has been, I guess, your best, uh, you know, as far as your decision on working with private investors or hard money, or it all depends on both the percentage of what, what they may charge. Yeah. So, you know, that's another interesting point. I'm glad you brought it up because, um, we have been, we have been in this business And we haven't done a hard money deal or hard deal all the way to the closing table and it fell through. Um, and honestly, the um, the title company, after the deal was over, they told me they were glad I didn't do the deal, that it didn't, it didn't look good on paper for us. Right. Um, but it was pretty early on. This would have probably been like our second flip. And um, I lost money on that deal. Um, that, that was before we were recording our deals and um, our right. projects. So... Um, I wish I could have captured that. I think I might do a video just to talk about, you know, some of the numbers on that. But 
Um, yeah, so from a private lending and a hard money lending standpoint, we haven't we haven't done any of those. We have a really good relationship with with our bank. Um, but even though we're we're happy with the relationship we have with our bank, we do recognize that it has stagnated us a bit in that we aren't able to go as fast as um, some other investors right. or as fast as we want to get to um, as far as building our portfolio or the, or the speed that we're able to build our portfolio because things happen a lot slower with the bank. Um, but with your private lenders and your hard money lenders, you have access to capital um, in a, you know, seven days, 14 days, you can close and, and get a project up and running versus if you're dealing with a bank, it might be 45 days before you can get um, that project up and running. Yeah, man, that's that's good information. I think um, people need to hear that because yeah. uh, it's, it's not as quick as you think. And even on the resale side. Right. Uh, and I haven't done a lot of rehabs. Not like you. I've I've I'm to that point right now where I'm trying to hold more properties. And I wish I would have done that years ago. And um you know, even with the, the short sales and pre foreclosures, man, there have been so many that I've came across with equity in them that I probably mm-hmm. could have still have had today. But, yeah. um, you know, you just learn from things like that. So, so Rez, tell, tell the audience, how can they get in contact with you? And, um, will this mentorship be open, um, or how long will it, can they contact you now? Is it something that, uh, you would kind of just beta test with them. And, and, and of course, y'all, it's not anything free. You gotta have some type of skin in the game, you know, but <laughs> All um, right. for those who are, who are trying to get into, you know, they may see a good rehab or whatever, and they don't have anybody to show them like what first your contact information. And then is yeah, this yeah. mentorship opening up anytime soon? Right. So yeah, first of all, contact information is the company is called the property web. And that's web with two B's and it's um, it's on all social media platforms, whether it's Instagram, Facebook, uh, Twitter. Um, that's our handle, the property web. Um, and then also on YouTube. And I would I would first advise anyone that's considering reaching out to us is just go on YouTube, like and subscribe to the channel, um, follow our pages and look, you know, and just look over our content and see what we've been doing. Um, as far as the mentorship program. It's like you said, it's in a pilot phase. It's, it's something that we're trying out. So we don't have a specific date that we're going to roll that out. Obviously, we want to um, have a successful trial run with the pilot first and um, be able to document a lot of that process and be able to duplicate it when we're working with the next uh, per- investor or couple. And that's another thing, too, is, is we may lean more towards couples because we are a couple. And, you know, we, we kind of like that lane, you know, because... Right. Like you said at the beginning, you know, it's it's more, um, oh, actually, I think offline when we were talking, you know, real estate is great. Business is great. But at the same time, it's more going on. And so relationships and partnerships and being able to work with different people is another part of um, what we'll be mentoring people through as well, because there's a big mind shift that's going to have to happen to uh, make it work in real estate for someone that's kind of super foreign to the whole real estate game, but they do believe that, you know, there's an opportunity to uh, earn a, an additional income through real estate. So, so uh, I would say six months to a year would be a good time to start looking for something like that. But I mean, another part of that, that partnership that we're looking to do is, 
it, it'll be so exclusive because I mean, there's only so many hours in a day. There's only so many people we can work with hands on. And, and you got to remember, like, we didn't do this setting out to be educators in the business. It was more about developing this business and developing the brand of what you'll see if you go to the to the YouTube site and look up um, the property web and, and us basically just kind of providing a second avenue to the brand where we kind of do a little bit of entertaining as well of building our uh, investment business, our investment portfolio. So, um, so yeah, they can be, and they can be looking out for a lot more videos because, um, you know, we, like we talked about earlier, we're in Houston, a lot of things going on in Houston and uh, they say everything big in Texas. So I'm looking for bigger profits in Texas. Yeah, right. Right. right bigger, right. So, so bigger flips. And so um, we got a lot of things that we're working on. We excited. Yeah. Well, man, look, I appreciate you being on the show, man. The last question is, if you, the name of the show is Diving the Real Estate Investing for Newbies Podcast. If you were to start over again, what mm-hmm. advice, I guess, would you tell your younger self or somebody else that just trying to get into real estate? Like, where would you tell them, like, where to start or what advice would you give them? Well, the first advice I would give to a newbie is start. Just start. <laughs> and yeah, just start. Start like I know, you know, most people try to wait for all of the red lights to turn green before they go. Like all of the red lights from here to where you're trying to get to, they they feel like they have they all have to be green for you to go. They it doesn't have to be that way. Like you can figure it, you'll figure it out as you go. A lot of people in real estate are figuring it out as they go. Um, and you know, instead of trying to go a direction where you you won't fail you need to be trying to run through those fail those failures even faster so that's 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 the first piece of advice i would give to a new the second piece i would give them is to um look closer at the private and the and the hard money lending from the standpoint of it is an opportunity there are opportunities out there to leverage funds and not have to have you know perfect credit booming job but if you're willing to get out there and do the work to find a really good deal, there are there are lenders out there that will lend based on the deal. And they'll almost hold your hand through it because they want that deal to be profitable because their money's tied up in it just as much as you want to make a profit off that deal. So, yeah. Right. Well, look, Reg, man, I, I appreciate you dropping a lot of Jews and uh, taking time out to scheduling to be on the show, man. So. Again, thank you for being on. I don't know if you have any last words, but man, I appreciate you. And uh, hopefully we can uh, continue to do some deals together. Oh, yeah, absolutely. We, we got a lot of more deals uh, ahead of us. We we young in this game. We, yes, sir. So, yes, sir. Um, so yeah, and, and just last words, man. Thanks. Obviously, thank you for having me on. Sorry it took so long to get on. Um, but then all your viewers, check us out, like I said, on yep. the, the property web on YouTube. Look us up, subscribe to the channel. We hope you enjoy our content. Yep, I'm going to have this uh, link in the show notes. So again, thank y'all for tuning in and see y'all on the next podcast. Peace. Thank you for listening to the Dive Into Real Estate Investing for Newbies podcast at diveintorealestatefornewbies.com. 